Adding wholesale as a channel to your store is a great way to increase revenue. But how do you offer customer-specific pricing in Shopify? Well, there's a bold app for that. It's called Customer Pricing, and it's great for wholesale, of course. But it's also cool to add things like a VIP program, where you reward your best customers. It's so easy to use. To put a customer in a price group, you tag their customer account. That's it. Or if you want to get fancy, the app could do it automatically for you, tagging customers into groups based off how much they've spent, how often they've ordered, where they're from, or what products they purchased. For example, let's say a customer spends $500. We could automatically tag them as silver, and they get 5% off. Then when they've spent 1000 or more, they get tagged gold, and now they get 10% off. And with the tagging by product purchase feature, you could actually sell a membership product and then give members a discount, not unlike a Costco or a Sam's Club. Now, as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their customer pricing app free for two months. Just go to kurtelster.com bold, and you can install it from there to get the exclusive offer. kurtelster.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Today on the unofficial Shopify podcast, we are talking a topic that's been hot lately. We're talking headless commerce. Here's the thing. I don't get it. I don't really know the ins and outs of headless commerce, but I know it's a a viable and powerful option to power a Shopify online store. And I know a lot of people talk about it and have questions about it. Well, guess what? So do I. And today we are joined by a guest who has a ton of experience with Headless. We're joined by Reese Hammerstrom, uh, formerly of Nomad Goods, where he worked on building their Headless site, and I consulted on that, and it was a really smooth, good experience. And the Nomad site, uh, really good. One of our um, great example of like what you can you could really do with these platforms. And then went uh, somehow, ended up working at Shogun, which seems to be... Uh, the the leading headless solution. Um, they didn't pay me to say that, but yeah, I essentially I I brainstormed on a sheet of paper every question I could come up with about headless, and we're gonna play stump the expert with Reese. He may not have all the answers, but he is the most experienced person with headless that 
I could get to come on my podcast. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. Reese, did I get any? Did I get all of that right? That sounds good. And uh, thank you for having me, Kurt. This is it's exciting. No, absolutely, my pleasure. Um, okay, so let's well let's go. Let's run back to your experience. You, what did you do uh, when you were with Nomad? Yeah, so um, I found Nomad uh, about three and a half years ago. Um, my first job there was to help them migrate back onto Shopify Plus. Uh, at that time, we used Shogun Page Builder to build out all of our additional content, product pages, homepage, everything on the site. Um, kind of as the company grew, I grew the team there at Nomad, uh, built out e-com department, managed um, online, just Shopify plus app operations and storefront operations, merchandising, um, uh, manage the fulfillment aspect of orders and shipping and all that, all that stuff. Um, we were in 2019 looking into just ways to increase site speed. I know this is a controversial topic and we'll probably get into <laughs> that, into that later. Um, I'll bite my tongue. And, uh, yeah, we were looking at different things we could do, uh, kind of stumbled across this kind of headless concept, um, and uh, Nick and Finbar over at Shogun reached out to Nomad looking for people to try out their new, uh, their new software for Shogun Frontend. Um, and we were one of the first uh, partners to you know, sign with them and uh, was the first cut client to go live on their new software, Shogun Frontend. Um, so went through, a, went through the weeds on uh, the first build um, and got live and have experienced some of the benefits uh, of you know, the headless offering um, that they provide. Um, I've worked closely with Shogun over the last couple of years and was excited about their their trajectory and their team and their products and um, was fortunate enough to find a way to work for them. So that's kind of the nuts and bolts there. So you're, you're the perfect person to ask about this because you lived it, setting it up as a merchant on the bleeding edge. You were the first to go live with this particular headless solution um, and then enjoyed it so much. You're like, you know what? I believe in headless so hard. This now is my full-time gig. Exactly. Okay, good. So you're the right guy to ask here. Um, what? Let's start with the simple question. What is headless? When we say headless, we're not like talking about Sleepy Hollow. What are we referring to? <laughs> headless is a is a pretty generic term that doesn't really mean anything, actually. So oh, no. in the in the context of Shopify, let's just talk about Shopify today because that's what we're here to talk about. So there's your, your e-commerce platform, which can be thought of as your body. So like Shopify Plus is like the body of your store. You have your, you know, Clavio arm, you have your like uh, review app arm, and um, you have all these different, you know, apps connected to your, to your body. Um, e-commerce platforms can adopt headless by developing the API and software development kit layer um, to basically mean that, you know, people could build other technology to integrate into the, the body of the store. So headless is, is nothing. It means that the platform has developed a way for you to do something, but the your head there's no head. It's headless, so there's nothing there's nothing there. So it it, it kind of frees up this whole you know space for um, developers to go in and kind of hack together different types of stores that they that they want and uh, develop headless stores that are compatible with these e-commerce platforms. So in Years ago, Shopify introduced this idea that Shopify is this hub-and-spoke model. It's a the entrepreneurial OS. And so the hub is the Shopify admin, and then I could plug my spokes into it. And maybe my point-of-sale system is one of those spokes. Um, marketplaces, like Walmart, is another spoke. And then the online store itself, which is, I think, often people think of that as Shopify, that's just one other spoke. 
So we're swapping that online store channel out for a third-party solution. And in this case, we're talking about Shogun front-end. But this could be one of many solutions. And that idea is what we ref- what Headless refers to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like Shopify has created all sorts of stuff. As stores become larger and more complex, you, know, you, you swap different pieces here and there, whether it's processing orders on the back end where you're managing thousands of orders. or um, And it turns out there's also some advantages that uh, you can gain from swapping out the front end as well. Earlier you said, hey, we were using, we we got on Shopify Plus and we were using Shogun Pages and then we switched to Shogun front end. Oh no, it's getting a little little confusing with some overlapping terminology there, some okay. some branding. Sure. So talk me through, what's the difference would, if, you know, when you were on Shopify Plus with Shogun Pages and then switched to uh, proper headless Shogun front end, just w- walk me through the difference between those two things. Yeah, so Shogun Page Builder is a Shopify app that you install on the Shopify App Store. It's one of the you know many, I guess, page builder tools where you uh, download it and then it injects the code in your theme and you can use a drag and drop editor to build additional content um, on your, your store. So it's a supplemental tool to develop um, web pages for your e-commerce store. So Shopify themes controls certain areas of the store. And then you could use these like additional page builder apps, as I'm sure you know, to, uh, you know, build out other areas of your store, whether it's like below the, the add to cart button or if it's on the homepage. Um, and there's kind of, there's this like this conflict uh, almost of like what the page builder app could control versus what the Shopify theme can control. And you kind of run into um, limitations between what Shopify allows you to to develop on themes versus these page builder apps. Yeah, you end um, up running um, two concurrent content management systems, don't you? Yeah. 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 The page builder. I mean, it's less less CMS, more WYSIWYG editor. I don't know. Now we're getting into semantics. Um, but initially, why why go through this? This doesn't sound easy. Why go through the effort? Why go headless? I think right now, brands that are going headless are experiencing, you know, some pain. They're they're growing on Shopify. Their site's becoming more complicated. Their catalog's doubling, tripling. Um, they have more pages to manage. They kind of have done what they they think they can do on conversion rate optimization, and they're looking for, you know, just squeezing every last, you know, dollar out of their shoppers. Um, they've stumbled upon their page speed report, um, and they're like, man, this is... Very hard. Um, at Nomad, we looked into a couple different options for like you know script reloading and tried to figure that out and went through the I, I, like went through all the reports. I was like, I mean, I could swap in you know a lower res image here and that'll save you know a little bit, but it's not moving the needle on on this page performance thing. Um, and then basically like one uh, one kind of implementation of a headless store is a progressive web app. Um, and that's more what we're talking about when we're talking about headless. The progressive web app is is the is the thing that's providing kind of more value than um, just the, the standard out of the box Shopify themes. Um, the progressive web app is, allows you, you know, your site to become a web app instead of a website, and it gets technical and complicated. And I kind of want to we, we, we can go into it um, if, if you want to learn how to build you know a web app from scratch. Um, but what it allows e-commerce stores to do is 
when you load Nomad site, the web app downloads, and the first the first download of the store is kind of the only download. And every click that the user takes on that journey, whether they go into a um, collection page, variant swapping, um, adding to cart, the load time between those subsequent page loads is instant, and there's zero zero page loading happening in the in the background. Um, and then when you apply that to the context of e-commerce, that means your shoppers aren't waiting for you know the page to load. Um, what Nomad saw was a uh, people were visiting more pages per session where they're learning more about the product, uh, the brand, the, the company, um, and then that's helping you know inform a purchase decision. So the page performance is one aspect of going to a headless environment. Another one is um, we, we talked earlier about how there's this kind of conflict between what Shopify themes can control versus what a page builder app can control. Shogun Frontend allows you to you know click publish and then generate this progressive web app super fast website and then also this one place for you to manage all of your pages all of your sections all of your content um and what i found from like a merchant perspective was i just had a lot more confidence over the whole store and i knew kind of the i was i felt confident in control of the nooks and crannies of the website and because there was just one um you know uh, platform controlling everything um also it, it removes the, the barriers uh, of development between kind of this juggle between whether it's going to be on themes or a page builder app um, and allows you to build kind of more scalable sections that can be used anywhere on the um, on the site. You have full control over the, the interface. And I want to recap this progressive web app idea. So in a, in a typical website, I load the home page. Home page loads. I then load the product page. That is a separate event. I load all of the home page with the exception of like a few cache things that I got from the home page. And then, so now I'm on a product page. I add it to cart. The cart page now loads in its entirety on its own. So I've got I, three separate load events start and end. Progressive web app, when I visit that home page, I have loaded the home page and like 70% of the rest of the site as well. And then as I click through, it's only downloading um, the content elements it needs. And so it loads faster. And then I'm also using an entirely different framework called React.js. But now, okay, we're getting deep in the weeds. Probably React, I'm guessing. And then that ends up, it renders functionally, if I'm just the end user, this thing feels snappy. Like it's, it's very quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all right, that's our, our big our big experiential difference. And then, and for, okay. and for just one more, one more note from like Nomad's perspective, like, um, like Nomad invests so much, so much energy and time in, in the products, right? We spend so much, you know, time making sure the product is, you know, the, the way it, the way it feels, the way it smells, the way it curves, like just so much time on the, the product experience. Um, we're like, you know, we should extend that to the website. And like our, the, the main goal was to just, have the website where people are, or they land, they shop, they check out, and they just have this subconscious like, wow, that was just a good experience. Like that was fast. So that's kind of like one of the main like intentions behind like, you know, going to this, this really fast website. Like we wanted to just have a, a really good customer experience. I will say having the fast website by itself isn't everything. Having worked with you on the design, 
you re- there's so much thought put into that customer journey and like, okay, what are people looking for? How do we get them to relevant products fast enough? How do we answer their questions? How do we share this experience of owning this product? And then, um, you know, how do we get it in their hands? And so th- there's a lot going into that and going on there. Like, I don't think you could take a crappy website, oh, yeah. make it. Um, also, are your products good? You know, switch it to a, a progressive <laughs> web app and they'd be like, yeah, we nailed it. Yeah. Also, do you have good products? Because that's pretty cool. Also, pretty yeah, <laughs> like phenomenal products. I've got three of them on my desk in front of me now. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm a Nomad fanboy. I admit it. So you had mentioned you saw user engagement metrics go up. What kind of impact do you think this change had for Nomad? I mean, impacts impact super hard. Like we ran an A-B test um, and we basically rebuilt the entire website pixel by pixel on the Shogun front end platform versus uh Shopify themes, ran an A-B test, and basically each hour the test was running, we made more money on the Shogun front-end website. <laughs> that was pretty much all we all we needed at that point. Um, but, I mean, for Nomad, our conversion rate uh, increased, um, whether it's, you know, basically any, like, year-over-year conversion rate report I was pulling, it was up 15 to 20 or so percent um, conversion rate. I mean, it, analytics is difficult based on seasonality and, and everything, but um, typically... What, what we saw was people were uh, visiting more pages, so number of pages per session uh, increased. The average time on site went down a little bit, and it's hard to know whether that's good or bad. You want people to be on the site. Yeah, that's but such a not, fuzzy, not for it's too a lo- fuzzy KPI. Not for too long, because then they don't know what they're looking for. So, what I mean, if the, if the conversion rate's increasing and the number of pages is increasing, then to me that, that says that people are getting the information that they need faster and then buying faster. And they're not waiting for the site to load. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, when it goes down, but all your other metrics stayed steady or went up, then you know, okay, maybe what's going on here is we're just getting people through the funnel faster and they're having an easier time making a purchase decision. And then the other, you know, if total time on site goes up and all my other metrics stay the same or get improve, then it's like, well, maybe they spent more time on the site, which helped more people buy. And it's so tough to know the answer with that one. Yeah, yeah. Time on site is a, a tough metric yeah. to unpack. Uh, a lot of a lot of customers uh, case studies for Shogun front end is they're seeing average order value increase. Uh, for Nomad, it was pretty pretty flat, um, but uh, AOV is another significant uh, metric that people are seeing increase when uh, you decrease uh, page speed and stuff. So, uh, for the customer themselves, they get this more. Um, they get a, a faster, more seamless experience because it's a progressive web app. And so that's a positive thing. For the merchant, it, what changes for you? You said, hey, you know, we're no longer splitting. You know, we, we, it no longer feels like our, our CMS and our, our content lives in these, these, all these separate places. It felt more cohesive. Um, and then obviously, like, it had this positive impact on revenue. What, uh, what else changed for the Nomad team you know, going to Headless? One of the biggest uh, benefits that I saw was uh, we're able to just do everything faster. We're able to make daily website updates more efficiently. We're able to build pages faster. We are able to onboard non-technical team members, marketers, designers uh, to get trained up on the software and be able to make you know, the edits that they need to make um, in a more controlled environment. Um, I find it. I found it a lot easier to 
onboard people um, onto the Shogun front end environment and get them to be making you know impactful changes to the site uh, on day one. Um, whereas on Shopify uh, theme and uh, just the page builder app, it was just harder harder to um, harder to do because it's just there's some code involved and it's harder to onboard people. So uh, we're, what we're able to do is uh, develop extremely robust sections and use React. So we had to um, work with a uh, React uh, agency um, that understands how to write React code because we're Shopify merchants and we don't write code. And even if you did, there's a far cry between Liquid and React JavaScript. Yeah, like we can hack together Liquid HTML CSS, but React is a, a different animal. Kind of as we got deeper into the Shogun front-end environment, we're like understood how to develop kind of these comp complex sections where we're able to develop this section with all these you know variables, toggles, switches, buttons, options um, that will be able to scale the you know needs of our e-commerce store for what one page section feature on the Nomad site are you most proud of? The by far the most complicated thing that we've ever built is the variant thing. <laughs> um, variants are extremely hard and and complex. complex. Um, one thing that we're super excited about using kind of the progressive web app infrastructure was the ability to have variant buttons, but they didn't change the variant with um, uh, the little URL thing in the header, but they changed the page fundamentally. So you're on the case for the brown and you, and you click the black and the whole entire page reloads. Um, and it feels like you just swapped variants, but what actually happened was you went to a whole different page with all new images, all new, all new assets, all new copy, um, and you're able to uh, kind of group similar products and these extremely um, kind of design-oriented and um, design-friendly ways. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15% overnight? Well, you could make a deal with the devil. Can you believe it? All I had to do was give him my soul. <laughs> or you could just use Zipify one-click upsell, created by the owner of a $100 million e-commerce store entrusted by over 8,200 Shopify merchants. One-click upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. Plus, it's got mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions and built-in split testing for maximizing your results. It's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $162 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt, that's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T, and to get an unadvertised bonus, email help at zipify.com and ask for the tech nasty bonus. Tech nasty. I remember we did a teardown of Allbirds. I'm like 99% sure it was Allbirds. And they very definitely did a similar thing where you'd have like this complex multivariant product. And then as you switch through it, it was pretty seamless, but it really, it, you could tell the, um, uh, it was swapping out the page for you. It was pretty cool. Like it worked in practice. It worked really well. Um, and yeah, describe. It sounded like a, similar to what you were describing. So so far, this thing sounds like I, it sounds like a slam dunk. Nothing but like this is great. 
the first, um, the only negative thing I've heard is like, all right, you got to figure out, like now you're married to React, which is a, a more complex language to support. You got to find developers that can support it, but certainly they're out there. Um, and if you're not developing custom things, you don't necessarily need that. So what are, walk me through like um, some of the, the, the disadvantages, the difficulties, the exploding cigars I need to know about um, when uh, switching to this. There's no way this is, it's all roses. Yeah, it's, you know, there's, I mean, it's also a, a pretty new product, right? It's like the first inning of this Shogun front end product. Um, yeah, you were essentially on the beta too. Which there's I think a lot is worth that's noting. coming out. Yeah, beta, I'd say. Um, like, I mean, on, on the React point, like, yes, you need, you know, React developers, um, but you also need Shopify theme developers to build something new for you, you know? So once, once your store is built out and you... Um, have the sections that you need, and you understand how to, you know, navigate between them. Um, you, you can you can manage your store, I believe, you know, without you know constant React development. It's only when you're trying to do new things, um, then that kind of comes into play. For Nomad, we wanted to do so many new things, so we're doing a lot of development um, because now that now now we can essentially. How what impact does this have on Shopify apps? Well, any app interfacing with your storefront is no longer that's that's a good point so any app that you use uh isn't gonna work <laughs> fundamentally in this front-end environment if it's a front-end this... app so like ShipStation, you know a back-end app like ShipStation would work but a front-end app like crowdfunder uh-oh yeah so what you need to do is essentially either custom develop the integration on the storefront so for nomad for example we used uh, uh they used uh okendo for reviews so as part of implementation, uh, Shogun and Okendo needed to develop a, um, you know, native integration so that the Okendo data gets fed in and it's all in the proper way for the progressive web app where it's you know optimized for site speed. Um, and yeah, like my my job at at Shogun is going to be connecting all the third party developers and th third party apps to into um, Shogun front end. So we're able to create this ecosystem of of apps for uh, merchants to kind of use, um, out of the box. Um, but so I'd say it's, it's early on the, on the app integration side. Um, but yeah, I mean, what we found also was there, there are some apps that you use in, in Shopify and they're doing like very specific kind of minor things. And you could actually just rebuild that functionality, um, pretty easily with react and, uh, a custom section or component over in Shogun uh, front end. Um, so we actually rebuilt a lot of stuff and just deleted apps. Um, no more meta fields, thank God. Um, and so either, yeah, you either re rebuild it yourself uh, or, um, you know, Shogun's going to find a way for that app to work well with your, with your storefront. What impact does this have on my analytics? Yeah, I know you recently spoke with Rich. Um, and uh, there's... What what we we found at Nomad was we we did all this work to get over to this headless headless storefront and we're like great we we made it now let's go focus on analytics and we had a lot of work to do on the Google, Google Analytics cleanup um, the analytics you're gonna uh, if you're not using GTM already Google Tag Manager um, you're probably gonna move to to that um, there's there's a couple technical things that are kind of tricky to figure out but um, I think by now Shogun's, you know, 
Nomad experienced a lot of pain early in kind of spearheading some of these issues, uh, whether you're allocating the right page view for the right visitor. What do you think the level of effort here is? If I'm a, I'm a large merchant like Nomad and I had to move to from Shopify Plus to, you know, with my custom theme to Shogun. Like what I there's it it's not non trivial, so what are there's time and money involved here. What's the what's it look like? Ballpark it. I mean it's a pretty big pretty big uh consideration. You're rebuilding every page of your website. It's it's a serious thing to do. It's not something you do every day, that's for sure. Um it's gonna take probably right now a couple months, I would say. It it depends how complex your store is and how how much you want to do. Um what we did, like there was, it was pretty much me, and I was project manager on it, and um, it took us probably five months, but that was the first one, and there was platform getting developed at the same time, and I mean the the goal that that Shogun's moving to is you know thirty days, like we have we have pre-built templates that you can kind of start up and get going and and see see the store, um, and uh, you know layer on some some custom sections and and add those to the templates and. Um, that's kind of what you're looking at, but I'd say it's a, it's a pretty big consideration and you're also retraining your whole team in, you know, the daily workflows of managing the store and building pages and launching marketing campaigns. So it sounds like it's doable, but you got to want it. And there's, I really feel like the, the devil's in the details. There needs to be a lot of planning, especially like, okay, let's inventory all of our, our apps and functionality and then have a plan for what are we keeping and then how are we addressing it? I yeah, think also, that's, that sounds great, like the funky one there. It's also a great like cleanse of your store and it's like, oh for sure. And oh like let's let's clean this up like we're ready. This is like, this is exciting. Like um, we know that there's you know things loading in the background that we don't want and <laughs> we need to get, get get rid of those. You know it's like uh, when people have to pack to move and suddenly you become way less attached to all your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of stuff suddenly ends up at Goodwill and, when you yeah. have to pack it. Um, and it really, it's not like this. That's a pretty apt analogy to what's happening here. Uh, switching the front end from one one platform to another. The, yeah, I'd say I'd say it's getting easier every day as as uh, you know people are are moving over and we're learning more. For sure. All right. Well, let's say I move it, and I it doesn't matter why, but I go, oh no, I've made a huge mistake here. Can I undo it, or am I trapped? Yeah, you can just. Uh, flip the switch back. Um, granted, like, you know, what's how much time was was spent between, and how much development did you do, and how much are yeah, you gonna suck have cost to fallacy. have to you know rebuild in in Shopify? Um, but yeah, I mean, if if for whatever reason you need to switch back, and like for me, I, I was like very adamant about like, hey, let's make sure that everything in the everything's still okay in, in you know our old environment just in case. And I, yeah, you have that backup. I you know made sure. Um, and literally zero times we had to reference the old site. Um, so now one thing uh, with these tool stacks, I'm now I have the back end and the front end of my online store are now two different components. Am I am I adding complexity here in a way where I need to be worried about um, increased failure? In terms of just collecting orders at. Well, at all. Like, I'm used to playing e-commerce whack-a-mole. Issues arise. So as soon as my, my tech stack becomes one layer deeper, am I going to be doing more troubleshooting and tech support? 
know. Like you need to know. Like you, you need to build, or not you, not but Shogun has to develop the, royal the, you. the in- integrations into you know Shopify checkout. But but that's their that's their product. That's what they do every day. So um, there's there's not really like anything unusual that that you're doing. Like in a traditional headless store, you're you have this development team and they're building all these components they're, they're they chose a content management system and they they have uh integrated that into the javascript page builder framework and then the server side backend thing and like the, the middleware to pull in the product data from shopify and you're, you're managing all this all these tools to connect everything and and yes in that instance you're doing an extreme amount of of web development and and product development and maintenance to just keep the store up um but what Shogun Frontend has done is they've abstracted all of that for you where you're just writing React code to build better and newer sections and you don't have to worry about basically anything um, going on in the background. Do you think this is more or less future-proof or it's the same? I mean, it's, it's more future-proof because historically, I think people you know outgrow Shopify. They get too big and they need to go to something more robust and, and, and scalable. Um, and if you move, you this know, is all blasphemy. Continue. <laughs> um, and when the site becomes more complex, you know, uh, it's better to have a more you know robust platform in place. Um, so I, I find it to be pretty future proof. And if, you know, for some reason you want to move away from Shopify, not that anyone would ever do that. Um, you know, this the front end of your store is already in this other environment, and you have more control as a merchant to replace the back end uh, infrastructure if you if you really need to. Um, Interesting. I hadn't thought about it because you're, yeah, you're decoupling so it's, the front yeah, end it's, from the back end. And in my head, it was like, well, you would oh, the Shopify would always be the hub, and so if I have to change the front end, I can. But it goes the other way too. Yeah, I think I think it just gives the merchant a lot more control, and like Nomad's not not really considering changing out of Shopify, off of Shopify, but for whatever reason, if, if they had to, like it'd be much easier because all you need to do is connect a different platform where you get product data and inventory numbers, and then that's it. Then you're ready to go. Um, you're right. Just pretty, no, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Simple. Um, oh, actually, I do I do have one, one part about the SEO you asked about earlier. Um, something that Nomad found was uh, the the product names in Shopify, like we had rugged case, rugged case, rugged case, uh, the product name um, was repeated throughout much of the catalog. And um, when that translated to like an S, uh, uh, product feed into Google, um, for, for Google shopping or Instagram shopping, it would all show up as rugged case, rugged case, rugged case, which isn't a really descriptive and helpful thing for people shopping. Um, being on Shogun Frontend, we're able to uh, basically create a new variable called product name and manage that that data in the CMS of Shogun Frontend and then update our uh, product names in Shopify to be much more descriptive where we have rugged case iPhone 12 Pro Max black or something like that. And that data will then get uh, injected into Google Shopping and Instagram and um, provide a lot more, uh, it'll include a lot more you know attributes for um, SEO and people um, exploring and, and shopping. Um, also on the back end, it'll give uh, customer service and um, fulfillment a lot more uh, control over the product name. So random random note there. Uh, what do you think the misconceptions are about Headless? Like there's 
certain, there's got to be common misconceptions that drive you crazy. Or you're like, oh, yeah, we went headless, or I, you know, I'm working on Shogun front end. And people are like, oh, isn't that powered by the blood of puppies? And you're like, no, for the hundredth time. Like, other than the puppy thing being true, what are the misconceptions? People might think it's, like, just super easy to do. I mean, it's easy to do, but, like, I think you do need to be, you know, like, you're not going to just be like, oh, I'm looking for something new to do this week. I'm going to go change to my headless store. Like, I think you think you need to be feeling pain and wanting to want, like, desiring a better solution and seeking it out and going and getting it um, because it's a project to take on for an e-commerce team. Yeah, this um, isn't something you should do casually or arbitrarily. I think you're. I think it's useful. I think if you're be you should be processing. You know, pretty high volume. I don't. I don't know if it makes sense to do if you have three products. Um, I think it. I think it also depends. But uh, I. I think you have to have a lot of products and uh, a lot of new products coming out and um, a lot of traction and, and growth and. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a. It's um, good answer to the question. My final question, which I think you you touched on just there, was. If I'm considering this, when do I go headless? And I've heard you say, like, well, when you're, when you're feeling the pain, when you're feeling limited. So it's the same when people go, well, when do I go to Shopify Plus? I say, well, when you feel some limitation that that switching to that platform solves. Well, I think this is the same scenario. Yeah, like one of the classic examples at Nomad was our designer, Nick, uh, would pull up Apple.com and be like, yo, we should build... A section like this 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 is this is a sweet feature and we're in shopify and we're like no that's just not gonna happen <laughs> sorry but but now it's uh oh maybe we can let's see how we can do that uh we, we now we now have complete control and flexibility um and the ability to scale that feature you know across different areas of the site um and maybe maybe we can do that now so i think if you're feeling limited creatively um then then this would be great i think also one thing is if you have like a lot of assets, like on our product, on Nomad's product pages, you know, there's maybe three or four videos, like videos, uh, you know, high quality renders and, and product images and imagery. And um, we're always thinking like, oh, should we like remove one of the videos because it takes a while to load. And there's a trade-off between like super high quality storytelling and, and imagery and, and page performance. And uh, that kind of gets abstracted away uh, when you have the progressive web app. So it's like, oh yeah, stop that video in there, put it in over there, put it in over there. Like you have just more, um, you just can get away with doing more on your site to create those uh, really nice uh, experiences. I wonder why, because I'm loading the, like functionally I'm loading, I'm transferring the same amount of data. If it's, I'll, especially when we're referring to media on a page. I'll tell you this, I'm going to learn a lot in the next year and I'll tell you in a year <laughs> if you want to talk more about it. Um, so, well, I, I think I've opened a can of worms here. And I'm pretty sure we're just going to end up with more questions, for sure. So yeah, absolutely, I will. I will take you up on that offer. Um, and sure, I'm, there will be um, product updates as well that we want to hear about. Okay, but the thing I love is the Nomad leather goods. Look, I got the AirPods case, I got the phone case, I got the keychain. Uh, if I were considering purchasing some more Nomad goods, I hear you got a coupon code for me. Oh, yeah, just for you, Kurt. Unofficial, 15% off. No Matt's All right. Use code unofficial to get 15% off full price and in-stock gear at nomadgoods.com. They're, the big seller is the, the phone case, right? We sell a lot of phone cases. Uh, a lot of wireless chargers, too. Where oh, um, yeah, yeah. 
some of the basics. And this leather AirPods and there's, Damn, there's, that's there's, sweet. There's a whole new um, world of this MagSafe charger. That's It's still a little bit early, I think, but people are starting to, to get it. Like um, with the new iPhone 12 Pros, it has that MagSafe wireless charging and Nomad is releasing um, just an improved line of, of new stands and, and new chargers. They released one, I think, a couple of days ago. Um, where like on the wireless charging pad, there's like actually magnets to help align the um, phone. Yeah, anyway. that's always fun when I because I was like a real clever guy and I built my my MagSafe um, or my uh, my wireless charger into our nightstands, and okay. nice. y- it was just cool when it works. But it's okay. like if your phone is just you know off by half an inch. Suddenly, it's not going to charge overnight, which is frustrating. Whereas the MagSafe version fixes that problem. Yeah, thank you, Apple, for telling us what to do. <laughs> yeah, after initially, yeah, after discovering the problem and then, then fixing it for us, and I, now I get to buy another phone. It never ends with these guys. Okay, yeah. what about Shogun? Where can I learn more about that? Yeah, I'd say uh, getshogun.com is the website. Um, you could add me on LinkedIn. Just be sure to reference the podcast so I know who you are. Um, if you're an app or a brand that wants to learn more about Shogun, I'm happy to answer any questions you have. My email is reese at getshogun.com. Feel free to reach out. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about it, I would say. Perfect. All right. I will uh, include you. I'll include that stuff in the show notes. Reese, this has been informative. I learned a ton. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Thanks, Kurt. E-commerce sales are at an all-time high. So if you've been waiting for the quote-unquote right time to launch your online store, here is your sign. Yes, you've got to launch it now. In 2021, success in e-commerce is going to depend on whether or not you provide an amazing customer experience. And Out of the Sandbox has a 10-year track record of delivering excellent customer experiences by building premium Shopify themes that look and work amazingly well. And that helps merchants make more money. So their best-selling theme, Turbo, fully loaded, easily accommodates high-volume large catalog shops or small shops looking for premium performance because it is just that flexible. It is arguably the fastest theme on the market with speed settings that you could control and customization settings that free themes just can't compete with. For 20% off Turbo, visit outofthesandbox.com unofficial and use promo code KURT20 at checkout. Try the new theme for two weeks. And if you don't like it, they will give you your money back. How's that for a risk reversal guarantee? That's outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial. Promo code KURT20 for 20% off turbo and a 14-day money back guarantee. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.